listening to Blitz Fitness Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Brian aka Blitz and you are listening to Blitz Fitness. And I am recording in the mid-morning of Saturday, April 14th, 2012. This is episode 10. I finally reached double digits, a number that I really should have reached, oh, months ago. But we don't need to rehash all that because it was covered in those previous episodes. So we're going to get right to it. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know how long this show is going to be because I did a little project this morning that I'm going to talk about. And I don't want to get into too much detail. And I'm not sure how well I can explain everything that I did. Hopefully the information will be a little bit useful to you. But first way to start on this show, very simply... What's changed? Now, of course, started over last week because there was a crash, basically, and I was back at weighing 306, and the body fat was at 32.1. Had a nice week exercise-wise, good week for eating, and you kind of see it despite uh, what I would call low-intensity exercise. You can tell that it had some effect both the diet and exercise combined, because my weight is down to 298.2. So we're looking just shy of an 8-pound loss, and in one week, that may seem like a lot, don't let that be your goal to always just aim for a huge number like that. The truth is, as you guys know, I was in the mid-290s before the crash, so I built up all this water again, and now it's just kind of seeping out. So it's going to slow down from here, but I'd rather it slow down because it's natural and not slow down because I'm not staying on top of things again. Fat-wise saw a nice little decrease, but nothing significant. It went from 32.1 to 31.8% this morning, so not even really half a percentage. But unlike the poundage, which you're going to be able to kind of track a bit more easily, meaningful changes these ones are always going to be slower. And that's a good sign. It's a good start, especially for a week that uh, I won't say was stressful, but let's keep in mind... In fact, it wasn't stressful at all. What it was is that it's now post-Easter. So this 8-pound loss came after eating a ton of food at the grandparents on Easter Sunday and then having a ton of food with other family then that Monday and just all sorts of things that holidays just can do. So nothing really too significant to talk about except for that 8 pound loss is really just a water thing. It's not it's nothing to get excited about. It's nice to be gone. We don't want it back but it's nothing to kind of hang our hat on. So project. I mentioned I did a little project. I actually believe I brought it up in the last show. I know in previous episodes I've sort of broken down what my diet is and that on weekday mornings when I have work, my breakfast is a smoothie. Uh, Typically just the drinks. Sometimes I've had the food there, but uh, I'm, I'm sticking mostly with the smoothies themselves. At Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice is sort of put out there like a health food place to to go to, but really how healthy is it is a question that a lot of people would have. And what's great about 
these large chains, and I mean, you can do this at McDonald's, of course, is one of the big ones that everybody likes to compare things to, but you can also find it for for Subway, which has always been about putting its information out there. Uh, Chipotle does it. Jimmy John's, I saw, has an excellent setup on their website if you want to take a look at creating a meal to see what it is you're taking in. Jamba Juice has their own thing as well, where you can see this drink at this size has this many calories, this amount of grams of fat and protein, and on and on and on. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to make use of it. Why not put it all together on one list and compare what I expect and want with all the other drinks that they have with each other. Uh, so th this is where it gets kind of hard to explain. So let me step back and say that I've done something similar to this before with computers. There was a time, let's see, this computer must be two or three years old that I'm using right now. When I was saving up for it, I was thinking to myself, you know, it's very easy to find out some of the basic stats on computers. Basically, how large is the internal hard drive going to be? What's the clock speeds? Everything like that. You can find on so many different websites for major retailers as well as maybe the lesser known private builders. And you can get the stuff off of their website, kind of build your computer, get a price off of it that way, and you're ready to go. I'm not really one to have brand loyalty as far as computers go, because I really just kind of want to get the most bang for my buck. It's really that simple. And what I did is I opened up Excel, and I went onto the uh, websites. I built what, if I were buying from this seller right now, here's the things that I would want. Here's what it equates to, you know, is what's the gigahertz of the CPU, etc. Then I would put the price in with the stats on the Excel sheet. And then I would go through and I would compare them all to each other. Who is offering the better chip? Who is offering the most memory? Who is offering this and that? And then comparing it by price, and I found out that the people to avoid were Dell, because you got a weak computer for a whole lot of money. And then you found a lot of averages. I found, uh, who was average? I found Alienware surprisingly to be average at getting what you're paying for. The two that were good, if I recall correctly, were Falcon Northwest, which it's expensive, but what they're offering was very good. And, you know, in case this interests anybody and they want to write to me and be like, no, man, you got to go with blah, blah, blah. I didn't go that deep into it. I only knew so many different sellers. It turned out, so basically I'm saying this, don't, don't bother me with that. It turned out that the most bang for my buck actually came from HP, which I did not expect. I really didn't. In fact, it was so weird that Dell was so expensive on that list and got so little out of what I was building on there. It was just a real surprise, because then I saw, as soon as I saw how bad Dell was, I thought, well, HP is going to be awful. And then it ended up on the whole opposite side of it. HP wasn't giving the most powerful machine, by any means, but when you break it down by cost, it was 
it was the economical way to go. No doubt about that. So I'm doing the same thing here. I go onto Jamba Juice's website. I pulled the information that was important to me off of that website. So every drink, with the exception of any of the coffee stuff there, or most of the just straight juices. There are a couple, or no, actually, no, I take it back. I didn't put any of the regular juices at all because I've seen how those are made. I know what to expect from those. It's the actual smoothies that throw me off a bit. Went on the website. The only thing I didn't care about that was on the website was the trans fat column because it's always zero. In fact, a lot of places it's always zero, even though it's there. It exists. It's just, thanks to our lovely congressional powers and the Food and Drug Administration not really being hard enough on other companies, we will never know exactly how much trans fat there are in the items, even when they say trans fat free. So, slid that off of the list that I don't care about it. I also don't care about the vitamin percentages, because right now I take a supplement, but overall I think I eat enough of a healthy diet where... Vitamins just aren't that huge and important to me. And when I first started using the food log apps that I had talked about in previous episodes, I was inputting the vitamins into there, and I got a pretty good feel for the fact that sometimes some of the drinks I get are really high in vitamin C, but maybe not in other areas, and then it just, over the course of a week, it easily, absolutely balances out. So I took all those off. But then I thought, I don't want to do a pure comparison. I want to control. And I decided to make the control calories. And the reason why is this. I think I've mentioned before that I am a person who deems a meal to be anywhere between 300 and 500 calories. And specifically... For this place, what I'm really looking for is anywhere between 350 and 450 calories each. Now, I also boost my drinks all the time with the exceptions of the ones that already come boosted with one of these two boosts. I usually do the soy protein, and I do the flax and fiber. So because of that, I made sure not to include those because I wanted these drinks to stand on their own, as well as the fact that I didn't I didn't keep it the same size because of all these comparisons. Also, these boosts give a bit of a calorie increase to them themselves. And so I just figured, okay, maybe kind of relax the idea of 500 calories out of one of these drinks. So I aimed for 450 as my ceiling. But sometimes that doesn't work either because maybe one size is over 450 by a little bit, but the next size under is too far below 350 or whatever it is that I'm actually looking at. So the drinks, when I compared them, they're not the same size as far as ounces go because I don't care about that. This isn't me trying to value shop like I was with the computer. This time, I'm saying, here's what I want in calories, let me see what I'm getting out of those calories. So from the website, I got the amount of calories, total grams of fat, saturated fat, which it turns out was sort of a waste of time. There really wasn't any reason to compare saturated fat, so you won't hear me really talk about that at all. 
Something else that turned out to be a waste of time was cholesterol. The highest any of the drinks get in cholesterol is 25 milligrams, and that's only three drinks. The average amount of cholesterol for all of their menu board, as far as smoothies go, is between zero and five. So certainly, if you're watching your cholesterol and you're worried about your heart health from that, you don't have to worry. Sodium was going to be a big one, because I didn't know what to expect sodium-wise, and it turns out sodium was surprising, and not necessarily in the way you might think. Let's just say that I wound up... I stopped beating myself up for not liking certain drinks that I thought would be healthier that may not actually have been, so we'll get on to that. Total carbs were counted. Any one of these drinks, to get the amount of calories I'm talking about, will put me pretty much over the daily carb amount, or very close to it. Which will have to get worked out someday in the future. I'm fine with it for now. If you're watching carbs, though, I don't really recommend Jamba Juice, unless if you're fine with the smaller sizes, and then maybe you've got some fruit or granola or something that you're eating with it. If you're going for the medium or larger sizes, kind of forget what counting carbs because it's not going to help you. Definitely checked on fiber. In fiber, I kind of gave myself a little groundwork. I've heard it said many times that your breakfast should be at least 7 grams of fiber. Now, by adding a flax and fiber boost to most of these, Actually, to all of these, I'm going to be put over the amount of fiber I want. But again, I wanted these drinks to stand on their own without the boost. So I still did look at this, even though it didn't really have that big of an effect on the drinks that I chose. Because what I did is I decided to parse this list down to the ones that I should always try and get. As well as a list by itself when, you know, sometimes you just want something different. These are the safer, different choices. Sugar is in there, and I only put it in there because I did a couple little calculations at the end. So, grams of sugar, remember on nutrition labels when they're labeled just sugar, those are added sugars. And, completely honest with you, right here, right now, this is where the problem from Jamba Juice comes from is the added sugars and the the liquid that they toss into the drinks that they make that's why they taste so good that's what happens if you're making smoothies on your own you're probably not running into this problem unless if you're using powders if you're going pure you definitely don't have a problem here checked protein again pay attention to my comment previously about adding a boost i still wanted these to stand on their own in this case i felt that a good, you know, I didn't tell you what I felt was good for uh, sodium. Sodium, I felt like 50 or less was good. 50 to 100 was neutral. And anything over 100 is bad for sodium. Protein, kind of a different number of its own. I thought 5 and above is okay, gram-wise. Anything less would be neutral... But I didn't consider it bad unless if there was zero, and it turns out there were no zeros. So then I did a series of calculations at the end, basically where 
On their page, the vitamin A, C, calcium, and iron percentages go. I did my own calculations here. I wanted to find out what percentage of the calories that I'm consuming are fat. What percentage are from carbohydrates, total carbohydrates. What percentage is from protein. And then I wanted to see, out of all these carbs that I'm getting, because obviously I'm getting a lot, what percentage of them are complex carbs? Which percentage of them are not added sugars? And would I find that Jamba Juice is always adding a ton of sugars? But I don't really know what a good percentage here is. So what I consider good on this list isn't a professional well-educated view on this particular subject. It's more of these drinks compared to themselves. With all that out of the way, let's go into it. Now, I did this in the order that they have it set up when you go by categories from the Jamba Juice website. I'm not going to read off every single one of the drinks and then their nutrition information because that's not fun, that's boring, and it's probably not necessarily useful for you, but I'll give you my recommendations and best choices, I think, uh, at the end of this. One quick thing, when I used Excel to do the calculations for me, because I didn't want to do this 30-something drinks or however many there are by hand, each one, I noticed a problem that I know exists but it was, it seems particularly unfortunate in the case of Jamba Juice. And I have the feeling that this is more of a heads up that at other places it's even worse. For those of you who don't know, calories come from three sources. They come from fat, they come from carbs, and they come from protein. That's not to say that vitamins don't provide calories, but the problem is the amount of any vitamin it takes to equal one calorie is insane. So that's why they never count it. So when you see that total, that's based off of three, well really two, simple equations based on the grams of fat, carbs, and protein. So you know it. Every gram of carbohydrate and every gram of protein is 4 calories. Every gram of fat is 9 calories, which is why you can understand going for a reduced fat diet, reducing the fat in your diet, can help with weight loss simply with the energy in, energy out equation. There is one more place that this comes from, and it's why alcoholic drinks tend to kind of give people the quote-unquote beer gut, it's because every gram of alcohol is 7 calories. That doesn't matter in this case because it's not something that we're dealing with here, but I figured I'd just go ahead and throw that out there. The reason why this became a problem is, after I fill in this, this equation, Excel is returning to me values over 100%, even though there's also value, usually for carbs, even though there's percentage values in fat and protein. Well, obviously that can't be. So I said, oh, that's right, I forgot they estimate these. So my equations are not based off of the calorie number in Jamba Juice. I calculated what I call true calories, even though it's not true. Basically, I'm taking 
their fat, carb, and protein numbers, doing the math and saying, okay, if this information is correct, then this drink equals this many calories. If you're wondering, they average a higher amount of calories than listed by about 10 to 15. Now, I said average. That means there are some that are 20 and 25 and 30 calories higher. There's also some that are 10, 15 or so lower. I would say mostly you're going up by about 10 from the list. So it's a small enough amount of calories that hopefully it doesn't really have a major effect on you. I just couldn't stand looking at these numbers that don't add up to 100%. I don't know why. I was just anal about that. So I had to fix it. First class of drinks that I looked at were the all-fruit smoothies, and this includes your Five Fruit Frenzy, Mega Mango, Peach Perfection, Pomegranate Paradise, and Strawberry Whirl. These are the ones I actually do order the most, so I was really curious as a, what I was going to see here. And you know what? By using more fruit and less ice cream or, or anything similar to that, I'm getting noticeably less ca- uh, sodium, I almost said calories, Noticeably less sodium, so everything below 50 here. In fact, I would say the average here is about 30. Fiber was 7 or 8 for all of them, which means by itself, without the boost that I know I'm going to get anyway, I'm good there. Protein was a little bit, uh, it's not bad, but underwhelming. The only one that reached protein of 5 was Mega Mango. All the rest were about 3. When I did the calculations, they're all low fat, but they're also really high carbs. We're talking mid 90%. So about 95% of all the all fruit smoothies are still carbohydrates. And again, you know what? That's just a lot of sugar. Perhaps a little bit more annoying is that none of them were good in the percentage of calories you're getting from protein. That just is not providing that for you. Even worse is that you would think something called all-fruit smoothies, you would hope for a bit of a better non-added sugar, complex carbohydrate profile. Only Five Fruit Frenzy came up with a value where more than 20% of of the carbohydrates in this drink were not added sugar. Only one was below 10%. That would be Mega Mango. I would say, out of these these drinks, the only one that I felt overall while looking at it that wasn't really worth ordering, it was kind of a waste of money, was Pomegranate Paradise. And I'll tell you right now, that was more of a choice because I wasn't really a big fan of that one. A little too tart if I remember correctly for me. So really I think for the general audience you're probably fine ordering any of the all fruit smoothies. If you're looking for a best choice though this is probably the second most prolific category at Jamba Juice and I would say stick with the five fruit frenzy, the peach perfection, and the strawberry whirl. You're going to get what you need in fiber. You're going to avoid sodium. You're going to have a nice low-fat drink. You're just going to have what appears to be an average amount 
of complex carbs and protein when it all comes down to it in the end. So not a powerhouse, not anything to knock you off your feet, but those are the three to go there. The next group I checked out were the classic smoothies. Now these are the ones where you might find sherbet and other items being inserted to these. So it's a little bit less fruit and they're really going for a bit more flavor. No surprise, they tend to have more calories. Oh, I knew I forgot to tell you something. When it came to the all fruit smoothies, my recommendations were based on the power size. That was everything that I looked at. The most calories I got out of power size for the all fruit smoothies true calories was about 450 so just hitting my ceiling of course they're listed lower than that at Jamba Juice but that's a different story so classic smoothies now we run into a bit of a different blend of situations here although not overwhelming there are a few drinks that end up a bit higher in sodium than I would prefer I found that the banana berry was middling sodium-wise. Orange Appeal and Strawberries Wild, which is a shame because I really like the Strawberries Wild one, those were all over 100, significantly enough so. Also, now that we're using a little less fruit in this drink and a more creamy stuff, we're getting less fiber. None of these hit the five, or I'm sorry, these the seven gram mark. None of them hit five either. They're all four and three grams of fiber. This is at the original size in order to stay within my 350 to 450 range. Every single one of them was original. I just wanted to double check before I went on. Protein wise, you got a mixed profile too. I mentioned orange appeal and strawberries wild being high in sodium. They're the only ones who have reached or met my five gram protein goal. Uh, the banana berry, which also had the somewhat, but not quite dangerously high sodium, did not meet that one. The drink that managed to do it without having a high amount of sodium was the Aloha Pineapple. And that was interesting to me because I don't believe that one is served at my Jamba Juice that I go to. So I have noticed that sometimes there are things that aren't quite there for everybody. And if you guys are hearing weird sounds, it's because a squirrel is trying to uh, walk around my air conditioner by the window that I'm sitting next to, so I apologize for that. Anyway, where was I? They're all low-fat percentage-wise, so again, there's no issues there if you're trying to go low-fat. They're all under 5%. All the carbs were high in the 90s again, but interestingly enough, slightly lower than what was found in the all fruits just by one or two percentage points on average so nothing huge there now you remember the all fruit smoothies none of them were good protein percentage wise none of them are good here but a couple of them aren't at least bad aloha pineapple shows up again as does orange appeal and strawberries wild but again they were the only ones who made the goal that i had protein wise so What's nice is that there's a whole bunch of neutral complex carb percentages, and the neutral would be in the teens, the double digits under 20. Uh, there are some bad. Aloha Pineapple, which keeps getting a mention here. Mango Agogo winds up on the poor side of this list, and Strawberry Surf Rider does as well. In the end, what will I order from the classic smoothies every now and then, or all the time? Well, Peach Pleasure 
Pomegranate Pick Me Up and Razzmatazz are good recommendations, I think, for a fairly healthy drink. If you really want to be healthy, though, if you want to get the best out of the classic smoothies, stick with Peach Pleasure and Razzmatazz and stay away from the pomegranate. Next, we go to the creamy treats. These are the ones that are not about health, they're all about flavor. This is where the holiday ones tend to go in. Uh, for example, the pumpkin smash that happens in the fall, which is a uh, pumpkin spice flavored drink. And then apple cinnamon cheer, which is the, uh, the winter holiday drink, which I think is pretty obvious by the sound what that tastes like. You also have the chocolate mood, which is a chocolate smoothie. The peanut butter mood, which is peanut butter and chocolate. And the Orange Dream Machine, which is the equivalent of a dreamsicle as a smoothie. They also had the Matcha Green Tea Blast under here, which is interesting to me because I did not consider that one as a creamy treat. But it's one I have had before, I'm okay with. It's got really delicate flavor, so I said, okay, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll have this one in here just like they do. Here's where we run into our first high-fat drink, and it should come as no surprise that we are talking about the peanut butter mood. I say it shouldn't be any surprise because the peanut butter mood, the chocolate mood, and the pumpkin smash are all ones that I reach the calories and actually exceed, in some cases, at size 16. In fact, size 16 for peanut butter mood is 480 listed by them. I calculated 474, so that's pretty spot on. But you get 10 grams of fat from that, which means that 19% of that drink is fat. That's high. If you're trying to lose weight, I think, you, I think the healthiest choice is to go 15 or less. So, obviously that doesn't make it there. So we have our first bad fat drink. It's not our last. There's not too many of those here, but obviously we've run into our first one. Unfortunately, I should mention right here, in case people are curious about the sizes, the Apple Cinnamon Cheer, the Matcha Green Tea Blast, and the Orange Dream Machine are all original size. The other ones, the Two Moods and the Pumpkin Smash, are 16. This is important because even at these reduced sizes, all of them are still good cholesterol-wise, 15 or less for all of them, but the sodium... Each one is over 100. In fact, the only one that is even close to neutral is the Apple Cinnamon Cheer, which I found odd because I just didn't expect that one with the powerful flavor you get from that. I just didn't expect it to be so low in sodium. Well, low, respectively. The next lowest one is at 200. That's the Orange Dream Machine. Fiber-wise, a lot of bad. You're not getting much fiber here because it's based on so much non-plant uh, food. The only ones that are even in neutral is the peanut butter mood, which is no surprise because peanut butter is based on nuts. Nuts are a good source of fiber. Peanut butter is not. So you end up with 3 grams at size 16. Size uh, original for apple cinnamon cheer wins the fiber round because it has 4. None of them make the necessary seven grams that I think make a drink good. However, you're talking about a lot of dairy in here. Dairy is a good source of protein, and all of these have good protein. The lowest being apple cinnamon cheer at six. Everything else is double digits. 
would say there's another weird situation here in that because we're suddenly dealing with drinks that have more in fat, you're dealing with reduced percentages for carbs and increased percentages for protein. There's only two drinks that are mostly carbs. The Green Tea Blast, which surprised me, and the Apple Cinnamon Cheer. It also surprised me that the Green Tea Blast would have 210 milligrams of sodium. I just don't understand how that happens. The rest are neutral with the exception of Peanut Butter Mood, which is only 70% carbs, again because it's so much fat. As far as the balance of simple sugars versus complex carbs going on here you've got a couple beds the green tea blast shows up again as a surprise the orange dream machine which shouldn't be a surprise and the pumpkin smash everything else is neutral so if i'm going and i want a creamy treat which ones am i going to go for well to be honest you should only be getting the creamy treats if you actually are going for a treat so we're talking about you not actually going here for breakfast to have a healthy breakfast but because you want to taste something different in which case i would go ahead and recommend all of them with the exception of the green tea blast and the peanut butter mood peanut butter mood is just way too thick way too much at one time it's that simple the green tea blast wasn't outwardly unhealthy compared to the rest of these but if you're going for something that's green tea flavored you can get a lot healthier choices there, so I think you're kind of wasting your money if you get the, the smoothie that way. If you're trying to be healthy, and you're not, you're not worried about what you may or may not have a taste for, then avoid the creamy treat section of the Jamba Juice. Uh, I'm sorry, of the Jamba Juice menu. Stupid squirrel. Anyway. There's really no reason to, if you're trying to be good at adhering to a diet, there's no reason to be visiting that part of the menu board. One of the more newer categories of drinks that they have are called Fit and Fruitful. That's dangerous. At least it is anytime I see something labeled as fit or healthy or what have you. Because I become a little bit more critical you could say of it the numbers on the fit and fruitful drinks are a little bit surprising they're right in the middle of my floor and ceiling calorie wise at the original size and in fact on the website you can't even look at the power size uh, nutrition information the fit and fruitfuls are all neutral in the amount of fat not bad but not as good as the rest this is because fit and fruitful drinks are pre-boosted drinks even though they don't fit in the pre-boosted section which we'll get to near the end here so it's a little bit harder to judge the merits of these but at least I know that there's no extra math for me to do if I order one of these because I'm not adding the soy protein because it's got whey protein in there. And I'm not adding fiber and flax because that's already in there too. As well as some other things that I'm not, uh, that I can't remember off the top of my head. There's only three drinks here. The berry blend, peach mango, and the strawberry raspberry banana. I believe too that these also have a bit of a yogurt blend, but I might be wrong on that. So don't 
don't uh, take me too much at my word. Anyway, all of them, I went with original size, which each one got me about 400 calories. Uh, and that's pretty spot on when adjusted as well. All neutral and fat, they're all about 4.5 to 5 grams of fat. So we'll see if that becomes a problem in a second. These actually turn out to be the highest cholesterol drinks. And that's in part because of the, uh, the flax and everything else that's thrown in here. But we're talking about 25 milligrams each. Still not a thing to worry about. Even if you are trying to restrict cholesterol, you should be good unless if you're an extreme case. Sodium is neutral. And I'm not quite sure why that is. I don't think it needs to be, but it is. I will say that even though I haven't been going over this line of numbers specifically, the Fit and Fruitfuls do tend to have the best profile out of this group uh, with total carb numbers. And we'll see that in work in just a bit. So if you are watching carbs, I would say this is the part of the menu board that you should only be looking at. If you're going by the calorie floor and ceiling that I am. They're all good with fiber, which is no surprise because they're pre-boosted and because they're mostly based on berries as the fruit of choice in here. And they're all good on protein again because it's pre-boosted, so none of them get that. So we really have to pay more attention to the, the percentages here. Carb percentages are all in the mid-70s. Proteins are all in the low teens. Fat is the only one that becomes an issue. They're all dancing around 10, 10.5%. So it's easy to say that under my recommended, you want a good drink and you don't want anything horrible, all three can stay on there. In fact, I would put all three on my best choice. In fact, I can stop here for a moment and tell you that if you're looking only for the healthiest of drinks based on my calorie floor and ceiling of 350 to 450, we're done talking about them already. We've covered them. There are, uh, sorry, ten to choose from. No, I can't count. There are eight to choose from. So, go ahead and listen in if you just want to order one of the eight healthiest drinks that they have there. Five Fruit Frenzy, Peach Perfection, Strawberry Whirl, Peach Pleasure, Razzmatazz, Berry Blend, Peach Mango, Strawberry, Raspberry, Banana. The fact that these are the only ones that I would list under best choice is going to be surprising in about... Well, right away in the next few categories. Because the next few categories are the ones that also are named in a way that should sound really healthy. The fact that two classic smoothies made it on this list and a, and a whole bunch of the others do not, I think is a bit of a problem. So we'll get there in just a second. So we finished Fit and Fruitful. I mentioned earlier that I was beating myself up about not really ever purchasing a certain group of the smoothies there. That group is the fruit and veggie smoothies. It's the only ones that actually include vegetables in them. And they can all be power-sized to make the floor ceiling. But none of them are best choice, and only one of them is even recommended. And I'm not so happy about that recommendation either. But I feel like one of them has to be available to you. 
So let's talk about them. You have apple and greens, berry upbeat, orange carrot karma. Those are the three drinks that they have there. No cholesterol on either of these. The problem is, the lowest sodium one is 150 milligrams. Now sure, this is at the power size, but I already went through a lot of power size drinks that did not have that much sodium. So they're clearly adding sodium on these. It's the only way that it would happen. Fiber-wise, good fiber for two of them. The Orange Carrot Karma happens to be neutral at best for fiber. It just misses the green mark. Protein-wise is okay. Uh, it turns out that Apple and Greens has 13 grams of fiber compared to Berry Upbeat 17 grams of, of uh, fiber. When it comes to the protein, they kind of switch places. You get more protein out of the Apple and Greens and less out of the Berry Upbeat. Low fat percentage for all of them. Carb percentage is neutral compared to the rest of their menu for Apple and Greens and Berry Upbeat, but Orange Carrot Karma... The only, the, the lowest one sodium-wise, but it doesn't have very much fiber, also manages to be the only one in the 90 percentile group of car percentages. And it's one of the two, Berry Upbeat being the second, that have less than 6% of the calories coming from protein. Apple and Greens comes in neutral at 9. How about complex carbs? Because we're talking about fruit and veggies, right? Well, Apple and Greens and Berry and Upbeat are both in the 20s, but Orange Carrot Karma... 14.5%. So, absolutely, that one, stay away from the Orange Carrot Karma. In fact, when I thought about it, the Berry Upbeat, not a very good choice either because it's just shy of 300 milligrams of sodium. I don't care if it has all that fiber, and it's got a bad protein profile when you compare it to its calories. So, I would only recommend Apple and Greens. And uh, as I already said, obviously they're not on best choices. So that's surprising. And that's one of the problems with going with somewhat manufactured food, even if they are doing a lot of blending of this stuff right there in front of you, is that you run into a lot of this crap. How about the next one? Fruit and yogurt parfaits. This one you shouldn't expect too much healthiness from. And for people who don't know what they are, it's yogurt with uh, fruit blended in and granola added at the top. But it's actually less healthy than I thought it would be. <laughs> because they have three drinks under this category. Berry Topper, Chunky Strawberry Topper, and the Mango Peach Topper. All of these actually are above my ceiling calorie-wise. And that's listed calories as well as true calories. In fact... The lowest one is listed at 460, but actually comes in at 481, and that's at 16 ounces. The Chunky Strawberry Topper also has peanut butter in it. And at the, the lowest size you can get there, of 12 ounces, it still packs 520 to 540 in calories. Not only that, it's 17 grams of fat. But the other two don't do good fat-wise either. Eight and nine grams of fat compared to the rest of the drinks, that's a lot of fat. And you know what? A fair amount of it, not percentage-wise, but it's there, is actually saturated fat. That chunky strawberry topper is three grams. Cholesterol is zero. Well, that's good. They're all over 100 in sodium. Chunky strawberry topper coming in again as the leader at 150 milligrams. You get fiber out of them, thanks to that granola mostly. And you get good protein out of it as well, so you don't have to worry about those. 
but you're kind of just neutralizing the other two problems. In the case of the chunky strawberry topper, you're not neutralizing 17 grams of fat. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So fat percentage, bad for most. The only one that comes in neutral is the mango peach topper. Carb percentages are good, but again, that's because we're talking about things loaded with fat. Protein-wise, you, now you think, okay, loaded with fat, you're going to have good protein percentages. Nope, they're all about 10%. And I would prefer to aim for 15, if not more. This is the only part of this category that wins. Now, I said the Fit and Fruitful had good for the comp carbs. Well, this section is good, and so good it's better than both. They're all in the upper 30 percentage here, so not a whole lot of added sugar you're dealing with. But gotta stay away from that fat and that sodium so not a fan of it when it comes to the ones that i would recommend that if you want to try it i would say the mango peach topper and that only really gets mentioned because at least there's a yogurt parfait that isn't extreme per calories fat wise but that's only again if you it's sort of like the creamy treats it's only if you really want something like that so, otherwise, move along from this section. Now, the reason why it's surprising that there's no more best choices is because the next section are called the Jamba Light Smoothies, which are advertised as being a third of the calories, which is true for the most part, although I would say a third might be reaching. But a third of the calories and should be less added carbs then because where else are they going to take it from, right? Well, this surprised me a bit, too. There's three drinks in this category. Berry Fulfilling, Mango Mantra, and Strawberry Nirvana. At power size, they cap out at my floor, whereas the others uh, maxed over my ceiling. These have a hard time reaching the floor. In fact, the only one that reaches it is the Mango Mantra. Low cholesterol here again. Each and every single one of these over 200 milligrams of sodium. So much for being the healthy choice. They do manage to have two of them reach the 7 grams of fiber amount. Mango Mantra does not. Which is a shame considering it has about 40 to 50 extra calories compared to the rest of them. Certainly there was room for 4 calories of fiber that could have been thrown in. Sugar-wise, these are... Oh, I'm sorry, sugar-wise. Protein-wise, these are all okay, about 9 to 10 for each. Fat percentage-wise, definitely low, so at least that fits in. Carb-wise, neutral. Protein-wise, neutral. And comp carb, neutral with the exception of berry fulfilling being the only one over 20%. So I would say, if you're going to go on here, stick with berry fulfilling for sure. And maybe Strawberry Nirvana if you want something like that. I can't recommend Mango Mantra since on its own it can't even reach the fiber amount. So, again, can't recommend them as best choices. Not too much more to go. We've got two categories left. Next is pre-boosted smoothies. Pre-boosted smoothies are exactly what they sound like. They're smoothies, and these ones are all original size for me, where... There are certain things that you can tell by the name what they've been pre-boosted with. The first one is the Acai Super Antioxidant, so it's an antiox boost. The Protein Berry Workout, which is a protein boost. And the Cold Buster, which is a vitamin C boost, basically. 
And that one is one of the orangey, most orangey flavored things I've ever had before, too, by the way. So I said already, original size is what I went on these. There is quite a jump in calories between the original size and the power size on these. The power sizes were way too high for me to include, yet the originals are barely above the floor. Here's an even bigger situation, though. The Asai Super Antioxidant is listed at original size for 380 calories, unless if I picked the wrong row of numbers while doing this, I actually get it out to 466. Now, if I did power on accident at 466, I would have chosen power, because that's just at my ceiling. So something tells me that there's some misinformation on the Asai Super Antioxidant. Because that's too significant. I can I can say if 50 calories are off, okay. That should be the maximum, though, because they usually do calories by 50. But this is 80. So that is definitely ridiculous. And now that the squirrel's gone, somebody's mowing the lawn outside. I knew I should have done this earlier. <laughs> I hope that's not coming through. I'm going to keep on going, though. That Asai Super Antioxidant, the reason why it's a problem, 6 grams of fat. You know what? I'm going to pause. Well, I'm not going to pause. I'm going to talk to you while doing this because I think maybe I screwed up because I don't recall there being that much fat in the Asai Super Antioxidant. So luckily, I'm familiar enough with the website that I can get there very fast, and I just need to find pre-boosted smoothies and make sure I didn't screw this up. Nope. I did the right row there. Strange. Okay, so the protein berry and the cold, cold buster are fat-wise less than two, but you have this Asai Super Antioxidant, six grams of fat. I mean, okay, it's no, it's no peanut butter mood with 17, but Jesus, you know. Cholesterol's good for all of them. Sodium's good for all except for my favorite out of this group, the Protein Berry Workout. Sodium comes in at 200, which is a shame because I really like that one. It's one of my favorite drinks there. <sighs> it's unfortunate. None of them have good fiber on their own. In fact, the Cold Buster barely has any coming at 3 grams. Protein is okay, more than okay for the Protein Berry Workout. You get that thing at original size, you're looking at 20 grams of protein just from that alone. That profile is good for everything except for the Asai Super Antioxidant, but based on true calories, it's uh, it's at 12, well, 11.5%, so I call that neutral. In truth, if their calorie number somehow manages to be right, which I still don't see how, then it's horrible. But we're not going to worry about that now. The protein berry workout does kind of come back with a good carb percentage and a good protein percentage, but that Asai Super Antioxidant is the only one with a good added sugar to complex carb percentage. The ones that I recommend, I stick with the protein berry workout as recommended, not just because I said it was one of my flavor, my favorite flavors. In fact, the only thing bad about it is the sodium. At least it's good just about every other category. But it doesn't make the best choices because of that sodium. Last group. Thank you for sticking with me so far. The probiotic fruit and yogurt blends. So this is just like what it sounds like. It's yogurt with uh, 
with fruit, and it's meant to go on to the people who are doing yogurt crazes because of all the probiotic abilities that they hopefully have, if the bacteria does, in fact, start leaching into the intestines and staying there. All of these are power size, and they're just a little bit over 400 calories each. In fact, these all came under what they were listed, but not by much. Uh, just a handful of calories, really. In this group, you have Strawberries Alive, Thrive in Mango, and Vibrant Blueberry. By the way, I said these are all power size. The reason why I bring this up is because where he is the Fit and Fruitfuls, you can get in all, all the three sizes of the small, medium, and large, and they're only listed on the website and on the menu boards as small and medium. We have a bit of a different situation with the fruit and yogurt blends. The website lists all three, but at the menu boards, you only see the first two. Why that is, I don't know, because, again, these are within the ceiling, and we've already talked about some that absolutely were not, so it's just a strange thing. Low cholesterol, low fat for all of them. All of them are a problem with sodium. In fact, the only one that comes in close to okay, and it's not even really close, is Thrive in Mango, 190 milligrams of sodium. Next up is Strawberries Live at 260, and then Vibrant Blueberry at 320. Ugh, scary. Fiber doesn't make 7 grams for any of them, even at this size, but that sort of happens when you do things based on yogurt. You get plenty of calcium and, and protein and everything like that. You're not really going to find fiber that way. Speaking of protein, protein is very good for all of these, including Vibrant Blueberry, which is over 20. Low-fat percentages for all of these... Neutral complex carbs, which means that they're in the teen percentile. Thrive in Mango, which has the lowest sodium and the lack of fiber, winds up with the most carbs as well as the least protein based on percentage-wise. So if you want a probiotic fruit and yogurt blend, I go with, oddly enough here, Strawberries Alive. Not Vibrant Blueberry, though, because you can't make up for that bad sodium. And, gotta say bye to Thrive in Mango. It just, sure, only 190 compared to the other two, but not the best percentages overall. It, it's more of an honorable mention. It doesn't make the list, though. And, of course, no best practices there. So, I, I know I just went through a ton of different drinks and said a lot of words that probably are all blending together now. So in the end, I'm saying that if you're going to go to Jamba Juice, whether just every now and then or all the time like me, and you're looking for the healthiest choices of drinks, the most healthy ones, the top three in no particular order, are all under the Fit and Fruitful. There's only three of those flavors. It's the Berry Blend, Peach Mango, and Strawberry Raspberry Banana. So if Healthy is the way you're trying to go. That's the way you've got to do it. Next in line, I would say, would be the all-fruit smoothies, and only three of those. The five-fruit frenzy, which is great if you don't know what you actually have a taste for. Uh, peach perfection, if you want something a bit of a more tropical flavor. And then if you're looking more for your classic sweet fruits, then you want uh, the strawberry whirl. Finally, rounding out the list that's okay, come from the classic smoothies. There's only two of them. Another peach one. This is Peach Pleasure or Razzmatazz, which, of course, is based on raspberries. Everything else, your 
kind of getting dangerous with, and you don't uh, necessarily, you won't find yourself making uh, making the best choice otherwise. And again, I like to, I don't like to be completely hard on people who like a treat every now and then. So the holiday drinks or the creamy treats every now and then are fine, but let that be your treat and not anything else for I don't know the rest of the week. <laughs> But I'm kind of glad I did that. I was always kind of curious about which ones I really needed to drop. It turns out more than I thought, and some that I really didn't expect that would just be run, run like hell away from it. But that's what they ended up being. So like I said, we out of 30 plush drinks, really only 8 of them make a good enough list. And I'll repeat the warning again, if you're somebody who's watching your total carb intake, even out of the best choices, you're using a ton early on. Sounds like we all need to get our own blenders and visit some farmer's markets. With that said, I see that I'm rounding up towards an hour here, so I am going to go ahead and leave you all for today. But, unlike the last episode where... I made sure to finally put in an intro, which you heard again at the beginning here. I failed to tell you how to contact me or how to share your story, thoughts, and opinions. Maybe criticize if you can do so in a smart, friendly manner. To do so, you've really got three different ways. If it's about how this show runs, how it works, my voice, anything like that, that's what iTunes is for. Just go ahead and... Leave your rating. Your rating is great. It's important. It's what so many things go off of. But I also would like to be able to read your comments. So if you could just say why you rated it the way you rated it. What's good, what's bad. Whatever you can fit and feel like putting into that box. If you'd like to comment on a particular episode, but don't care about it being shared on this show, you can go ahead and head to the blog. Find the episode number. This is episode 10. And leave a comment to that show. The blog is at blitzfitnessshow.blogspot.com. And I post these immediately to there. You can also listen to them right off of the blog. Autoplay should be turned off. If it's not working that way for you, let me know. Because I've tried three times now to get everybody on the same page. And it may still not be working for all of you. Finally, if you do want to send me feedback, and especially if you'd like it to be shared on the show, and especially if you'd like me to comment back to you or whatever, I think the best way to do that is via email. And to do that, you go to the the overseer email for all of this. That is at thereactioneer at gmail.com. So it's one word, the react, I-O-N-E-E-R. Again, that's gmail.com. That's it for this week. It's a good start from the prior crash of the episode and hopefully a lot more bright, beautiful, and wonderful things in the future, especially as the weather gets warmer. Stay safe to everybody out there that's dealing with the tornado season, especially in the south and south-central portions of the United States. I've been there. I know how bad that can be, and I wish you the best. Until then, good luck to all of you. Take care. Goodbye.